Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of the world's falling apart, or could Chicken Little be right this time? Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. Michelangelo, how are you today? I'm good, David. How are you doing? Well, I feel uh, pretty good. Yeah, you, you don't pretty. think the sky's falling? Uh, no, it's, it's well, if, if those clouds fall, it could. it's pretty cloudy here now near Tokyo. Quite yeah. humid, but only 30 degrees centigrade. Ooh, that's mild. Yeah, what is that? 80-something, About 86, I, I think. Uh, makes sense, yeah. yeah. It was 90 here today, and it was decidedly warmish. Yeah. Yeah, so hotter there. Uh, yeah, yeah this, these last few days have been more more mild. This time about 10 days ago was like up to 100 degrees every day in human. Oh, yeah. It was really bad. But anyway, that's not the most important thing today. Unless, of course, the weather is what it is because they're seeding those clouds a bit too much or spraying something around. But I don't want to go there. I don't think that's necessarily the case. It's simply summer. But what has been going on this last week? Let's well, go over some of the things. You want to start? No, I want you to start. Go okay. Ahead. Well, the thing that that seemed uh, the most uh, noteworthy to me was the uh, attack on the Georgia Guidestones, which was a, a granite monolith that had been erected in a very remote corner of Georgia back in 1980 by uh, agencies basically unknown. Uh, and what had been recognized by people who were paying attention to these things as being sort of the Stonehenge of the globalist uh, agenda. Uh, yes. Because there's a, there, I, I think we did talk about this before, but there are 10 commandments, for want of a better term, that, and the very first one has to do with reducing the world population to just 500 million, which would mean that, you know, given our current levels of population, it would require a 93% reduction in the world <laughs> population. Yeah, that's pretty drastic. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I remember seeing a photo which showed that they'd been desecrated. And I don't know if that was actually true, but I did see something to that effect. But on, uh, uh, what day was it? Was it July, uh, July 10th, I think, or something like that? July, July, July 11th at 4.33 uh, 33 a.m. There was a bright light near the Guidestones, and then su suddenly a part of them collapsed. Now, official sources have shown that a uh, a car speeding away from the area at the time, yeah. and uh, and also I saw this video in which this this black shadow seemed to sort of creep up on the Guidestones, uh, so presumably to leave something uh, and then and then depart. So. Uh, I personally think they were destroyed by other agencies. Uh, in, the, using, in the video with the black shadow, could you see the guidestones? What what angle? Yeah, yeah, you was could. It? Yeah, you could see the. Oh, it was the, basically the. If you've watched any of the videos, I don't know if you have, but the I basically the angle. Yeah, basically the angle they used for everything else, and it looked to me, frankly, like they could have added the little black shadow for all intents and purposes. Well, but also it could have been uh, surveillance footage. Maybe somebody sneaked in there last year. Yeah, exactly. You just don't know. But, but they, they didn't is, show the person putting something there and then blowing up while he was still there. 
it wasn't. Yeah, no, like you that. couldn't. See, you couldn't see that because where they would have planted it would have been on the far side of the monolith, because that's the part yeah. that crumbled. Uh, but what I will say to you is that just before um, they go down, there does seem to be a power surge because there's a searchlight there that suddenly flares up, and then there's a sort of a purpleless. Purpulous, listen to me, a purple, <laughs> a uh, sort of a purple, uh, I wanted to say aura, but that nimbus that, that yeah. occurs around them. And then there's an explosion and then part of them collapses. Um, and again, you've mentioned sort of the whole idea that weather is being diddled with around the world. And there's a lot of uh, unofficial sources that talk about, you know, particle beam type weapons being used to start forest fires. And it looked to me like that yeah. could have been something like that, that had been brought to bear. Some but sort of space weapon. Yeah. 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 But you would lot. think a space weapon would destroy all three of them. Yeah. Well, um, maybe as i said that would was enough you know uh, which one was the story was it the one that had the 10 commandments with the yeah i i don't know if it was the english one because you know it, it yeah. had the same 10 commandments in eight different languages um so i, I don't oh, know the whole thing consisted of those 10 commandments see i was never i never got into that too much i thought maybe there's a whole lot of other texts as well but you say it was the 10 commandments yeah. in eight different languages yeah eight different languages and then on the capstone there was there was stuff in in languages like Babylonian and Greek and I mean it was really a very peculiar monolith to say the least but but yeah I, I don't think it was the English portion that that took the hit but whatever it was the hit was enough that according to official sources the the structural integrity of the monument was uh, sufficiently undermined that they felt the need to take it down almost immediately that'd be interesting to know which one it was in which language is there because maybe if it was a space weapon said yeah. by the alliance maybe they've already taken care of things totally in the countries represented by the languages on the stone they destroyed and then they're planning yeah. to destroy the second and the third one later but the yeah. deep state removed them all look this is a totally superficial conspiracy theory i'm conducting yeah. here for fun <laughs> yeah. i'm real you know there's no evidence of anything I, i've just said yeah. i'm just speculating but it would be interesting to know which languages were the ones that were destroyed yeah, well, I'll try to find out. The other uh, interesting thing is that, and a lot of the people that have commented on it have said, why did they knock it down so quickly? You know, it's almost as if my feeling would be that they, they did it because they they would be able to resume control of the situation and say, oh, yeah, look, you know, the, it was going to fall down anyway, so we just took it down, you know. and uh, you know. Yeah, well, that could also be, but then if you don't take it down, it might suggest you want to build it up again. And maybe they thought, well, we better just take it down to show it's no, well, it happened and it's passed now. Yeah, but the other the other corollary to that is Albert Bourla or Albert Bourla, however you pronounce yeah. his name, the CEO. I, I think, of I think Pfizer. that name is really his his real name is really pronounced uh, Satan. Okay. Satan. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. anyway, but Bourla has said that he intends to rebuild it in in a period of what was it, three years, three months, and three days. Oh, he did say that? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it somewhere, yeah. Is that but, true? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I did see it. I, but, I, I would question that somehow. I mean, that's yeah. kind of so in your well, face, numerological and, and, yeah. and well, satanic I mean, that's, sect. I, I kind of, I, I don't believe that really. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is how this cult works. You know, they are very big on, ironically, on, on the kinds of esoteric things that you and I are interested in, you know, but... Uh, but, yeah, we, and uh, we have to get into that specifically, the satanic cult behind all of this, yeah. alleged satanic cult behind all of this. I'd love to yeah. get into that. We won't do that today because we have so many other things to talk about. Yeah. But I, 
I would love to get into that with you someday, yeah. maybe next week. But, I don't know. but um, what was I going to say? But um, a lot of people that I talked to said that they really thought that this was a definite signal from the White Hats, the Alliance, whatever, you know, term oh, of we course. Yeah, use, yeah. that that they are in control of the of the, you know, the seeming propagation of the agenda. And this is the beginning of the end. And that's sort of the way that I would that I would take it. Uh, well, yeah, even that, without that, I mean, that's pretty simple. If the evil ones had had their way, totally, we would yeah. have been forced vaccinated by now, maybe just outright killed. Yeah. Trump would certainly not be alive, well, and traveling around giving speeches. I mean, that's just insane yeah. to even think about that. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's obvious that the evil ones are not winning this war. But yeah. uh, it's, it, I think it should be obvious, too, we haven't totally won yet. No, no, of course not. But I mean, but, but the thing is, of course, it was so uh, potent a symbol, even if even if the average person wasn't aware of it. The fact that it has existed all this time and that m really horrific message, you know. Although again, we did discuss it, and you know, on the face of it, those commandments don't seem all that. Oh, well, some seem except, very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but that it's it's been there all this time without any sort of reprisals. I mean, I, I do see this as definitely highly significant. Yeah, so people, yeah. Georgia Guidestones, look it up in Wikipedia and read the text. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that happened. It could be bigger than it seems superficially. Yeah. In other words, not just some crazy person with a bomb there for the hell of it. But yeah. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, too, I, there's something more behind that one because of its great symbolic yeah. uh, value. Potency. Right? Yeah. Potency, yeah. yes, better word. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into some other things. Oh, before the things we plan to talk about, uh, but Boris Johnson, the situation. Yeah. yeah. What's your take on that? I mean, the Prime Minister of England, of course, who has decided uh, under pressure, great pressure from his party, he's going to step down. But it seems like nobody wants to take his place. I think I read that someplace. Uh, and that's why, well, he, he's going to stay in until the fall. Yeah. Two questions here. Uh well, in general, what's going on, and why does nobody want to take his place? Well, I mean, if that be true, I mean, well, if you're anybody who's on the inside looking at that job and thinking, well, maybe I don't really want to be in that position, you know, and it, it prom <laughs> promulgating these policies, you know, which are decidedly, you know, not uh, what the people want. Yeah, obvious to you or to me, but some, but you know, for the people who haven't quite woken up yet. Yeah. When have we ever had a case where nobody wants to be prime minister or president? Nobody at all. I mean, usually I have a oh, yeah. waiting line. Oh, I want to be. I want to be. But now, oop, nope, not for me because they know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I think. Yeah, and and then, or certain forces want Johnson to stay in power, and yeah. I don't necessarily mean the evil forces. I don't no, necessarily no, mean he's supposed to stay in power because certain things are going to happen and. And any politician that would take his place, well, they're doomed at least politically, yeah. if not physically, when they're executed, right? So you know, uh, or yeah. were assassinated. Yeah, yeah. And there's something too about Macron now is 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 being pressured to leave, I believe, as well. I can't I can't find the article. Well, as is Pedro Sanchez, president of Spain. Yep. So I mean, this guy's a deep state rat, I would say, 99.99%. And uh, a, a, a puppet, I should say. And, yeah. and he's going to be taken down. The, the question is, how many of these people have already been taken down? And exactly. We won't get into that 
yet i want to just say to the people uh maybe my next or after that next episode will be uh talking about what's most probably really going on now but i won't get into that now yeah. uh, we we had part one of that really uh why is biden still president why hasn't the left removed him it's going to be that second part that's coming up soon people so stay tuned for that but i won't get into that for that reason here we'll move yeah. on to the 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 dutch farmers tell us about dutch farmers okay so and especially their daughters for the next time i go on a salesman <laughs> trip you know what about the dutch farmers daughters ah no that's right i'm married i, I forget that sometimes okay please yeah. tell me okay. about the dutch so farmers. the dutch government i guess taking their cue from the eu basically has deemed that um you know that the uh agricultural industry has to reduce nitrogen emissions by 30% in a, a comparatively short time. And, <laughs> and essentially what, what that means is putting farmers out of business. And, yeah. by and why? Why would that put farmers out of business? I'll ask. Well, because they have their, you know, byproducts of agriculture, particularly if you're raising livestock, are things that contribute to nitrogen. Yeah, you know, uh, which is part of the atmosphere, right? Nitrogen. Of course it is. Yeah, seventy-eight <laughs> percent nitrogen. So why nitrogen? Now, I just I just saw something that said, uh, oh well, you know, don't blame the farmers, blame the the, the chemical companies producing the, the fertilizers, you know. But of course that's that's not part of the agenda, right? The the agenda is is basically to, you know, starve people. At this point, that seems to be the the leading leading edge of the uh, yeah. of the global uh, program. You know, but does so, it not uh, seem strange to people? I mean, okay, everybody's seeing more and more news like this, and politicians yeah. doing things. Oh, this is going to lead to to no gas. This could lead to no oil. This could lead to no food, etc. Doesn't it seem strange to people that all these politicians who generally tried to please the public so they get elected again, that now all of a sudden are doing everything possible to totally attack the population, and and one would assume that they think it's going to end up well for them. I mean, for the politicians. Yeah. Doesn't this seem rather artificial in a sense? How could politicians yeah, in all these different countries be doing things that are making the people turn against them, turn on them, maybe even attack, they're going to be attacking everybody in politics. Why would politicians do that unless they've suddenly been infected by some kind of strange disease that makes them all want to commit suicide? Yeah, this is something yeah. for the listeners to think about. If you want to know what's maybe really going on, why would all these politicians, you know what politicians are like, especially like in Spain, in France, in Germany. Yes, we think you should have more. So we're going to give you more childcare money. We're going to give you more welfare. We're going to give you more of this. And now suddenly we're taking away every, not only other things, we're, we're ruining your economy. We're causing inflation. That check you get yeah. every month. Well, that's only worth 90% of what it was two months ago. And this and this and this and this. And, and now we're going to take away your gas. And your oil, and we're gonna, and also your food. But on the other hand, we might get you in a nuclear war with Russia. I mean, aren't things becoming very obvious that the narrative, and I mean the narrative of both sides, you know, the the mainstream narrative that doesn't mention all of these things, like maybe Dutch farmers revolt, doesn't even mention those things. And the other side, no. look, this is having this. Isn't it? It shouldn't be clear to everybody by now that can think straight that there's something yeah. else totally going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's re there's revolts and there's riots in the right now. Again, I can't give you specifics, but I've seen seen this mentioned several yeah. times in a hundred countries. Sri Lanka, for example. Well, yeah. Let me you ask know. you, Michelangelo, if you were yeah. the, uh, what yeah. country would you like to be president of or prime minister? Pick uh, a country, any country. I, I um, 
Bhutan, maybe. Bhutan. I don't know. They had the the highest happiness quotient, apparently, on the planet. (laughs) Until you become president. (laughs) Until that's right. (laughs) No, no, no. Until I become president. You might probably make happier. I would just be criticizing them all the time. And they'd really get depressed and then kill me. But but anyway. uh, Okay, Bhutan. I don't know much about Bhutan. So maybe we shouldn't. You probably know more than I I, If if I remember correctly, one of the intrinsic... uh, aspects of their their governmental platform was a happiness index and you know that the okay the okay let's be, take bhutan okay so yeah. you're president bhutan but now suddenly this year you're doing yeah. things that are going to uh, have to make people, people unhappy make yeah. people unhappy take away their gas yeah. and their oil and so they can't drive as much and take away their food and also maybe start keep talking about force vaccinating even their babies and oh yeah. well me, we might get some radiation fallout from this war, big wars going on you're doing all these things why would you do that as a politician why would any of these politicians be doing like Macron and Sanchez yeah. in Spain and, and what, Trudeau and, and, and Trudeau, of course? Again. Why would they be doing these things? They're going to lead to their executions one day, their total downfall at the very least, you know, politically. Why would yeah. they be doing that? These people that generally try to make more promises and give to people more to make them to make them more content, and now it's totally the opposite. Uh, I cannot believe that this is really what's going on. I no, mean, I don't, I don't believe it either. There are gas shortages. There is this. I mean, the Dutch. Well, yeah, they're being created. These... They're being created. You know, created. Biden just sent what fifty billion dollars, yeah. some huge amount of of the American oil reserve to what China, I think it was, right? So that's a that's an artificially created and part of his exact... company. There's some company that his son was involved with. But I mean, that's the thing. There's one thing after the other that is so blatantly. Yeah. Well, almost certainly illegal, but also so blatantly like a slap in the face of the people. Again, it's like they grab the people by the shirt collar and they're slapping in the face left and right. And they think that's going to end well. So in other words, yeah. all the politicians had either gone insane, really, totally. Or, they've all gone insane or they've all become totally suicidal. Or and that, they're not a, in control. Or they're not in control. control. Yes. Which is they're what not we talked about control. that. We yeah, and that's that obviously the, the case. But then the question is, who is in control? Well, okay, maybe that touches the subject we're going to talk about next week yeah. with yeah. Steve Smith, this Australian friend of mine. But yeah. just for the people, if people think about this. Think on your own about this. How do you, you know, if you're still in the, uh, well, following the narrative, yes, we have to maybe start World War III with Russia because Russia is so bad. So if, so if 90% of us die, who cares? I mean, that's basically what, what what would happen if that were the scenario? You know, nuclear war with Russia. Uh, yeah, sure. What does it take to wake people up? And to me, it's just been clear for a long time. The narrative of either the right or the left, everyone, well, the alliance or the the Illuminati deep state, uh, they're both totally fictitious. That's not what's really going on. Yeah. No, it's a movie, right? People. It's it's that. really it really is a movie. It's a movie. Uh, it's a reality show. It's but a movie if, I'd rather not be attending, but it's a movie. A movie yes, well, a, it reminds me, was there ever a movie you walked out of in your life? You paid oh. to get in, but you walked out uh, of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. But this one, I'd be very happy to walk out of. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, there's one for me. It was 1970. I was in college, 1973 or four. It was yeah. Pink, Pink Flamingos. Oh, right. Pink John Flamingos. Waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Waters. Please. I went in thinking, oh, well, let's see. This is kind of off the wall. This was like... I didn't even see, watch half the movie. I thought this thing is just so disgusting and so low yeah. class. 
even though I paid something to get in, well, it wasn't much because it was a student price, but but I, I thought for the first time in my life I'm walking out of a movie. I mean, it's just so and disgusting. He's, and he's from Balmer, you know, so you really uh, No, that him, added yeah. insult to injury because even though I was born and raised in Baltimore, I never had a Baltimore accent. I despise the Baltimore accent, I have to say. If some relatives of mine are listening, I'm sorry. The people in Baltimore in general are great people, uh, except yeah. those that want to, you know, beat you over the head and rob you or kill you or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, but that's not the majority, of course. Not not the majority of you know either race or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, there's they're really nice people. They're they're open. They have heart. You you notice it it seems almost like a southern city. Well, well, just south of Mason Dixon. Oh yeah, no. Once you cross the Mason Dixon line, things get different. Yes, you notice a difference so immediately. Absolutely. And in one sense, I haven't gotten to Bone in years. When I go visit relatives, cousins, everything. Yeah. It's so nice to be with them. It really is. But the Baltimore accent, the typical, I, for some, I just can't stand it. I just yeah. never. And so Pink Flamingos, that was kind of the final straw in a way. Yeah. If they had a Brooklyn accent, maybe I would have stayed an extra 10 minutes. But a Baltimore <laughs> accent said, no. <laughs> well, I'm exaggerating now. But it's such yeah. a disgusting movie. Now, some listeners probably think, hey, I have to see that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Judge for yourself. Sure. Judge for yourself. <laughs> you know, that's a question of taste. You know, okay, do it. But that movie is totally tasteless. It was meant to be. Uh, okay oh yeah john waters yeah but you know apropos of of the dutch farmers you know this of course is is sort of phase two of what already happened in canada with the truckers revolt Mm -hmm. but and i mean and i think the whole world sat up and took notice when that happened because it was clear that that you know trudeau was completely incapable of dealing with it and of course the other thing was in, in completely unwilling to negotiate with these citizens of his in good faith. And that certainly, again, ties in with what you're saying, that everything these figureheads, because I think we can really only regard them as figureheads at this point, are doing is counterproductive to their longevity as viable politicians. So we can only conclude (laughs) that they're not in control. They're not pulling the strings. Their strings are being pulled by somebody or, you know, an organization. And, you know, this Dutch farmer thing is now spread to three other countries, Poland, Italy, uh, Germany, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not going away anytime soon, I don't think. And, I mean, they have been... But, again, it's the same thing. The Dutch government absolutely refuses even to talk to them. Now, what, you know... And especially that's a country not, that's so much to the left, you know, with uh, like a socialist country. The government yeah. refuses to talk to people you know just, just citizens who and, have a legitimate concern and uh, unions right they they refuse yeah. to talk you know they just yeah uh this is so totally political suicide yeah and but but beyond that even if you say well the politicians they know they're going to really be in for it when the trials come for genocide so you figure yeah. well let's try to destroy the people before that happens but if you want to do that there are other ways to do it that would be much more successful this is just a path that's going to lead to their obvious destruction yeah i agree yeah because so, you know uh people would say oh well you know it's extremely dire you know they're 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 going to try to starve us all now but you know i i, I certainly don't get that sense from my own um, intuitive guides how we want to put it you know but i mean but it certainly looks on the face of it that that's what they're trying to do you know the the, the second or the third of the horsemen of the apocalypse you know riding in now we've had pestilence you know and war actually so this is number three pestilence war and famine right we're right on schedule oh that's interesting i never made that connection pestilence war yeah. what's the fourth one pestilence war uh, famine war, famine and, and well death i think but i, I, don't <laughs> I think i think death we've already had death in, in oh no it must be something else 
Okay. Well, because I'll pestilence I'll leads to on. death, and war does, and famine has to be something that leads to death. Okay, pestilence, it? typing into war. Google here, pestilence, war, oh, famine. Death. death. It's death. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, okay, it's a logical conclusion of the first three, but then there shouldn't be four, there should be three. Yeah. And on the next level, that's death. I would. It's not really logical because the first three lead to death, but they're not yet death. Yeah. And this is, isn't considered also like a progression. I would think maybe. Yeah. I don't know. War yeah, and the, then pestilence, then famine. Then, then, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to impose some logic on that. Yeah. It is again, death then. Yes. Yeah, but you know, the, the John the Evangelist, you know, he's right on the money, right? He, all those, all those centuries ago, talking about you know, uh, yeah. the end times. There, there certainly seems. Well, to be the going death is the death is also there. I mean, you consider not just vaccine deaths, but well, the the rise in all in all cause all mortality. mortality. Yeah, sure. And yeah. so death is on the rise. If there's nuclear war, it's going to be all the more too. Question is whether death won't show its. Uh, it's an ugly face in a much grander scale. Yeah, but who's who's death coming for? I might argue that it's coming for the fomenters of this of this global fraud and genocide. Oh well, yes, it's definitely coming for them, and those politicians yeah. know it. So why wouldn't they be doing things to kind of get them off and say, you know, I just discovered these vaccines are bad or whatever? Well, okay, then yeah. the other side could kill them, but it's yeah. uh, no, it's not what it seems. It's not what it seems. It really is a reality show. I'm convinced of yeah. it because the oh, yeah. evidence I, is so clear. It's if we put oh, it it's just together. overwhelming. I think you know that doesn't make it any any easier to bear. You know, no, oh, definitely it, not. As, no, to, to observe uh, on a daily basis. But yeah, but it has saved me from you know. Uh, sometimes I hear from my oh look, Biden did this now. He did this, yeah. and look, he's doing this, and it, it doesn't bother me anymore because I told her last year, and that was in March. I suspected certain things. I said, uh, my theory, you will see more confirmation for it if Biden does one dumb thing after the other and one negative thing after the other. Every yeah. time he does, it's more confirmation from my theory. The Afghanistan, that was the big turning point. Yeah. That, I mean, that revealed to me that, you know, my theory that I'm going to expound <laughs> uh, next week is, uh, is, is the, the, it's right on the mark. Yeah, yeah. Because it just could not be that we go in no. such an insane direction. And it, it, no, no, no. There's something uh, else behind that there. He's a dead man walking for sure. You know. Uh, who is he really? I mean, why are his yeah. eyes black instead of blue like they were the rest of his life? Yeah, hello. Yeah. My grandmother was 93 and she still had brilliant blue eyes, right? So uh, yeah. not an age thing. So why are his eyes black in the last few years? Yes. Is we that what happens when, when Satan gets into you and puts a <laughs> Yeah, yes. We don't want to I laugh. Some the... people really you know, believe that I don't. <laughs> I yeah. can't say that I do, you know. Well, I, th but. I think did I tell you the story about uh, what David Icke said. He was talking to, oh gosh, one of the former, uh, was it Edward Heath? I can't remember. It was a while back, and he was talking about. Uh, I don't know if he was if he was being interviewed by Brian Rose, and he mentioned something about Biden's black eyes, and he said, you know, I was talking to Edward Heath. I think it was back in the eighties. And we're sitting there having a perfectly, you know, fine conversation, you know, about whatever. And he said, in the middle of the conversation his eyes turned jet black he said it scared the living hell out of me and uh, he said I've never, yes never i did hear that i think yeah i said i've never, never forgotten it you know so you know the jury is still out on all those things uh, uh well you think of ted bundy yeah many people remember ted bundy for those who don't 
Uh, it's back in the 1970s. He was a really nice guy. Uh, yeah, very, really charming. Very, very friendly, very charming, above average intelligence. But it was discovered he was a serial murderer that would pick up girls on the highway, you know, hitchhikers, whatever, and take them out and totally, well, rape them and then murder them. Yeah. And he he even defended himself at one point in court. It didn't go well for him. Uh, interesting, very interesting case how that ended, how they finally convicted him. Do you remember that? I can't remember all the details now. Uh, he probably killed more. I forget how many was it was proven he killed, but there's probably more of them. Interesting yeah. that some reporter had interviews with him in jail. He never said, I did. He said, well, if I had done it, I would have done this, 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 you know, revealing right. things indirectly. He yeah. was uh, condemned to death, I think, you know, quite rightfully so. But what actually convicted him was interesting, that on the body of one of the girls, there were in her backside teeth marks he had he had been oh, right. There. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah. And so when he was in jail, if he had knocked out his own teeth, they would not have been able to prove that yeah. they were his teeth, but they were able to make the impression of teeth and match them. That's what convicted him. And for him, that was really a bite in the – I guess I shouldn't say that, should I? Should I? Yeah. That was really a bite in the – I won't say it. I'll let you <laughs> – a little humor at the end. <laughs> but it's, it's a true story. And it's yeah. horrible. And uh, yeah. it's because of people like that, not only, but because of people like that I think the death penalty is perfectly justified because this guy was really a monster. He, yeah. But I mentioned him because if you look at pictures of him, some pictures he looks perfectly normal, but in other pictures, something really dark in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. His eyes look darker, and you can tell, whoo, danger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting, though, too, though, you know, you could achieve that effect through hypnosis. Even change of eye color, oh, I believe. I believe you can. I'm, my eyes, for example, are more blue, but they sometimes look more green. Some people, you know, it varies. Most likely, if I were a good subject for hypnosis, I, I they could be varied from minute to minute through hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I would suspect that. I've never done that. I've never read about that, but I would suspect that uh, the mind has so much control of the body at a subconscious level. But oh, uh, some people see the eyes turn dark and say, "Well, oh, that's proof that." The devil's with them. It doesn't have to be that. It could just be something else. When your personality changes, something, something, and it could yeah. be in, in the, along the lines of of evil. But I don't want to throw in the Satan thing. I don't think yeah. there's any evidence for that at all. Yeah, uh, it could just be a question of if you're happy and relaxed, you you have a certain physiological state. But if you're mm -hmm. if you get Evil, you just want to hurt my harmful. Then you know, there's certain changes that take place, and you maybe your eye color gets darker. Be interesting yeah. thing to look into. Don't have much time for it now, but yeah. But anyway, so that's Biden with his dark eyes, his black eyes, his black eyes, and uh, oh, speaking of black eyes, what about all these? Remember all that wave of people that appeared in public with black eyes? Yes, Did you see yes, that? yes. It was Boris Johnson and George uh, yep. W. Bush and all these yeah, famous yeah. people and and Hollywood people. And suddenly, yeah. oh, look, has a black eye. Oh, I fell. Oh, I bumped into a door. And, and no, do you remember the explanation for that from certain circles? Uh, why I basically they've been implanted with alien entities, as I understand it. Oh, really? No, I heard something that it's part of. Uh, the ritual, like Illuminati or oh, yeah, something. Oh, yeah, there is that as well. Yeah, there is that as well. Different theories. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it just seemed like a, a wave of people with black eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, I've it's seen the pictures. It's symbolic of something, and that could, oh, that could also be a tiny piece of evidence for 
for for my theory next week. I should yeah. write that down, but I won't mention. It's not as important enough. Uh, we talked about the Guidestones. We talked about Dutch farmers, Boris Johnson. Yeah, just just a corollary to the farmers. I yes. don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's a there are Bill Gates uh, Foundation supermarket that was yes. uh, producing uh, lab grown meat in the Netherlands yes. that mysteriously caught fire. <laughs> Just like all the food production plants oh, in the yeah. United States have caught <laughs> mysteriously caught yeah. fire. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to hand it to the Dutch. You know, they were the ones that burned a uh, a, a COVID testing facility more than a year ago. Oh ah, yeah. Ago. I mean, and I yeah. think this is again them striking back. You know, at, at an obvious target. You know, because of obviously, if all these these livestock farmers are being put out of business, you know, that this is this man is who's behind it, right? With his uh, oh yeah, you know. How many streets could he walk down alone and not be attacked? Oh, Bill God, Gates. I don't think any. No. <laughs> Seriously, though. Okay, yeah. well, here in Japan, many, because Japanese just don't attack people. Yeah. But if he goes yeah. through certain areas, some, I mean, some kind of Yakuza figure, he's going to be yeah. chopped in two. And I don't yeah. mean you know from, uh, horizontally from the waist. I mean from the top of the head down through the groin. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. In the war, there are cases where these Japanese officers – Cruel oh, yeah, bastards with, with their oh, swords. Yeah, with their swords. Yeah, the yeah. peasant walking there, oh, let's test my sword. And they actually strike at the top of the head and cut their body in half vertically. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the person would keep walking for a few steps and then just fall apart. Yeah. That's a level yeah. of cruelty we had there. But uh, these days, yeah, there's some that would just you know, cut him in two. Uh, not yeah. many, though. Most would just say, oh, look, there's Bill Gates. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, oh, and look, put your mask back up because <laughs> we don't want them to think badly of us that's the japanese yes it is that yeah. pathetic it actually is that pathetic but in any yeah. other country where people are somehow more say they don't have that slave mentality uh yeah. in america how many towns could he walk through and, and not be accosted places. at all yeah yeah very few i suspect yeah, it'd be an interesting experiment. We have to get a bill. Should we buy some kind of mask and make you a Bill Gates lookalike just to test out this hypothesis? To see? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, whenever you're feeling I mean, suicidal, we could. Uh, we could. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot has a, a colleague who uh, has, has written, uh, written, sorry, has produced a number of, of films called Perspectives on Pandemic, but he likes yeah. to. Uh, he likes to wear a Bill Gates mask and sing this little song. Why are there so many useless people? We could get him. <laughs> Those useless eaters that Kissinger mentioned yeah. in some writing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's same idea. Yeah. It's, it's useless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elliot well, he, actually made him the mask, but you know, but it, that's it's his little song that he. Wrote, yeah. You know? Well, now an example yeah. of a person who's certainly not useless, Jim Brewer. The name looks like Breuer in German. Yeah, Breuer. I'd never heard of him because I haven't lived in the states for so long. But you sent me a link to one of his comedy things. And I'm going to put the link in here. People, watch this. It is hilarious. It's not the style of humor I really like, but I was laughing in the fir whole first, I think, 17 minutes talking about this COVID situation. It is yeah. hilarious and also should open a few minds at least. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, tell us something about this Jim Brewer. Well, you know, I don't don't know all that much about Jim Brewer. I mean, he is an alumnus of um, Saturday Night Live. And mm. I think he I think he left um, because he didn't really like the show that much, you know, yeah. because obviously Saturday Night Live's like anything. If you're going to you're going to play the right political games, then you'll you'll prosper. And obviously, there have been a lot of really high profile people that have come out of Saturday Night Live who have gone out on to have huge film careers and yeah. all that sort of thing. But I'm sure they, they played the games along the way. But um, 
I had seen something, just a short little video on Telegram where he basically said without qualifying it that he was, you know, positive that the global pandemic was a fraud. And I thought, oh, well, he's awake. And of course, this is the thing is that I can really only think of one other comedian that, that, that has been outspoken about virtually every aspect of this you know this hostile takeover of the world in the last two years and that's jp sears you know right uh, yeah so so when i saw that jim brewer was along those lines i thought oh well this is interesting and then i was visiting with our our colleague elliot who i've mentioned a couple of times now and he said oh have you seen this jim brewer video and so he showed me the first few minutes i was just you know just laughing uproariously and i thought oh i got to send this to everybody i know and you know he just comes out on stage and the very first thing he says is well thank god you all came out and risked your lives to attend the live theater. (laughs) I mean, just, he just comes out, you know, swinging. And as you said, for 17 minutes, it is just unmitigated mockery of everything. He does this whole thing where he says, oh, you vaccinated people, you were pretty cocky about six months ago, you know, I'm vaccinated, I can't get the COVID, blah. I mean, he just really... And I said, and we've not seen this kind of mockery before. Exactly. It makes me think that uh, I have to give President Trump a call. (laughs) Yeah, likely, Likely he'd take my call, right? I'm not going to hold my breath. But yeah, the alliance should know that if you want to destroy something, humor is a powerful weapon. And it just occurred to me now as you were speaking, J.P. Sears and and Jim Brewer, they should have been preparing a number of comedians to go out there with it because this is power. That's what Voltaire used to fight the church, right? Comedy. satire biting satire and you don't see enough of that i mean granted a lot wouldn't be given the platform to do it but you you could have more of that i think probably that's something the alliance neglected to put on their to-do list or maybe they're just maybe they're just going to unveil them all in time i don't know uh yes that could also be maybe these are a sign of things to come yeah Uh, I, uh, but, the people planning all this in alliance are much clever and a thousand times more informed than, than we could ever be. That's that's pretty certain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, he really just absolutely lambasts everything: the masks, the, the trust, the science. I mean, just everything. And it is I mean, so and, brilliant and so yeah. biting and so vicious yeah. and so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it just really is. I sent it to everybody on on my lists all over yeah. the world. And said you have yeah. to see this. You know, because it, it really, I think, in the same way as the Guidestones crumbling, in the same way that we see all yeah. these puppet figureheads beginning to step down or, or be, you know, you know, laughed out of office or whatever it is. I mean, we haven't seen any guillotines set up uh, on any of their doorsteps, but yes. who knows? Maybe that's coming as well. I don't know. They did yeah, it we- in, where was it? Was it Guatemala or Nicaragua? Some some South American country, they they put a guillotine on the front, the door oh, of the, right. pri- the prime minister's. Yeah. So, but the all of these things see, say to me that Chicken Little might be right. You know that the sky <laughs> is starting to fall yeah. for these people. Yeah. You know. With with Jim Brewer's routine, by comparison, if this were all physical violence instead of just you know verbal humor of yeah. a very satirical nature, yeah, I would make the comparison. If you compare, say, a slap in the face. To beating somebody over a head with a heavy hammer. That's what Jim Brewer does. Com- oh, yeah. Comedy. Oh, yeah. It's no taking question. the hammer. It's just a sledgehammer. Bam. Yeah. Plandemia. 
bam, all you you rats yeah. that are pushing for these things. It is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Even this type of humor, so exaggerated things that I generally don't like, but I just love this. It's it's yeah. genius. It's really well, I think, comic genius. Yeah, I think J.P. Sears is is even though obviously he's he's clearly his tongue is so firmly in his cheek. I don't know if he can ever extricate it in his routines, yeah. but but it is much more subtle. You know, but, yes, uh, it's but, much more my the thing I, I prefer, right? Yeah, yeah. But but, but Jim, this you need this too, and this is just yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just well, when it come when it when it comes to this, you see again, you know, all of these, all of these pundits, even the Joe Rogans, even the you know, yeah. they've never really come out and said this has been a fraud from day one, right? They're always yeah. hedging their bets, right? Because for what, but. You know, I, I'm amazed, and I think I said to you this before. I'm amazed it's still on YouTube. This video, I'm amazed they didn't pull it off. The yes, they put, it, put it on because it got so many views. You'd think that some leftist would say, "Hey, look what he's talking. Look what he's saying here." Uh, yeah, have yeah. have certain changes taken place that we're not aware of yet? Although yeah, some commentators know. say they're still banned from YouTube regularly, but maybe that's allowed to happen because otherwise people think, "Oh, what's going on here?" But yeah, that yeah. he's still on there. I thought that was strange too. Yeah, I mean, it's like again, it's another crack in the in the edifice of this. Um, How could they not have noticed that? I think it had like some six hundred thousand views yeah. in a short time too. Uh, maybe yeah. that's why it's a short time. Their algorith algorithms haven't kicked in yet. They haven't realized. Oh well, possibly. Yeah, we'll have to check. But I mean, on that. you know, I, when you have consider to look at the how, link again and see if it's still up. When you consider how assiduous, it. you know, Facebook is at censoring people or not censoring people, post, but putting in their little advisories, you know, it like happens almost instantaneously. I'm surprised that the, the YouTube trolls didn't didn't see that. Well, it had to be said and wonder, hmm, I wonder what this is about and clicked on it and found out, you know, I mean, uh, or looked at the commentary. I mean, you know. And, yeah, this was put up people. July the 1st. Yeah. And I see now it has 720,198 views. It's still up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so here's another little, as I said, this little, I mean, this is really more than a crack. I think it's like a major divot out of that of that, that firewall of, of yes. censorship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no doubt. Yeah. Well, now we get to yet another event. Yeah. And that is Shinzo Abe, uh, ex-Japanese uh, uh, politician who was uh, assassinated last yeah. Friday, Friday yeah. morning, I believe it was. Yeah. Right. Uh, tell us something about this. Well, again, I, I haven't I haven't really read deeply into any of the articles, but he was giving a speech. I think it was in Nada. I think I saw that earlier. And um, some supposedly, you know, some wingnut, you know, who fashioned his own homemade gun came and supposedly killed him, you know, with, with two shots. But you've pointed out now in, in your researches that that doesn't seem to add up. Yeah, let me say something about that. He, he was the prime minister for, I think, the longest serving prime minister ever of Japan. Yeah. Uh, the president of his party, that's the Liberal Democratic Party. <laughs> but <laughs> see how words are used differently in different languages. Liberal Democratic Party. You think, well, you know, AOC would, you know, jump to yeah, get she, into that party if she came to Japan until she yeah. found out that that's not really, <laughs> it's not, you know, he he's considered, the, well, like CNN said, yes, he was a right wing politician, right-wing nationalist politician, which in a, a very real sense he was. So the Liberal Democratic Party isn't what it would mean in America. They put these names in the parties and yeah. whatever. Uh, anyway, he was a friend of Trump, says Trump, and I guess he said so too. And uh, 
he's a nationalist as well. I don't mean a Nazi, but I, I do mean a, a nationalist. He thinks Japan should be able to defend itself and you know such things. I'm sure Trump agreed to that. Rather than America always defending other countries. Yeah, well, Japan has the huge specter of of China hanging over it. I mean, the, you know, they're they're even though they're an island nation, they're not you know afforded the luxury of the kind of geographic isolation that the United States is. So they have to. They're all too painfully aware. I think of that. Behemoth that's you know just across the China Sea. Oh yeah, and most Japanese do not like communism because of that. Because of yeah,、uh, and also you know, educated people are aware of the terrible atrocities that the Japanese committed in Korea that they attacked way、and、before they attacked China in the in the nineteen thirties as well, and in、yeah. Manchuria, China, and Unit Seven Thirty One. Look it up, people.、Uh, yeah, the horrible things they did there, experiments on human beings and with. with Poisons and such things.、Uh, the Japanese know well if those countries ever, you know, took over here, they're not going to be very. They're going to remember those things, right? So yeah, that's yeah. the dark side of Japan. The Japan, of course, I think they still don't teach those things in their schools. It's like, oh well, that didn't really happen. And Shin and、uh, Abe Shinzo, well, Shin Shinzo Abe, you know, they say it the other way in 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 Japanese.、Uh, Yeah, he was one of those who, for example, did not want to pay uh, uh, Korean women compensation for the fact that they were kidnapped and and forced to be prostitutes for Japanese soldiers. You know, some were still alive, like when they're 80 years old. He didn't want to pay anything for them. I think、yeah. the reason was because if that door is opened, then suddenly there would be all these lawsuits, and Japan has to pay billions and billions of dollars, and the Japanese economy with high national debt anyway. But nonetheless, it looks kind of Bad.、Oh, yeah. So yes, he was a nationalist in that sense. He has negative side, but I think he had his positive sides as well. I don't know too much about Japanese politics, but nonetheless. But let's talk about the assassination itself. Now, some people have said, "Oh, David, you believe in conspiracies?" Well, you know, conspiracies sometimes do happen. I mean, you know, some people don't seem to know that.、Uh, in general, when people tell me about conspiracies. I'm always very skeptical, and I always ask, "What is the evidence here, and what is your reasoning?" Let's look at this thing. Now, I don't have a whole amount of evidence here, and I'm not going to say definitely what happened. I have no idea exactly what happened. Officially, he's he's dead. He was assassinated. But let me、yeah. just throw these little facts out for for the listeners. Okay, first of all, the fact that he appeared.、Uh, what was the name of this? Do you remember the name of the city where he we was killed? Nara, I think. I think it was Nara. Nara, okay, in Nara. Yeah.、Uh, I, it was, I believe, it was never there. But anyway, he went there. But it wasn't like that was announced month before he's going to be in Nara. That was a last-minute decision. My wife read Japanese sources. She's Japanese. It was a kind of a last-minute, maybe made you know the evening before something. Like that. She doesn't know exactly when, right? But wasn't something that all of Japan. Oh, he's going to be there. He appeared to uh, uh, give speeches in favor of the candidates of his party for the next elections, right? So, by a strange coincidence, this person who killed him just happened to live there. Yeah. Now, this <laughs> this person who killed him, who used a homemade shotgun, it looked like a square thing. I saw a picture of it. Maybe some people did with two barrels, with really thick tape wrapped around the whole thing, right? And he、yeah. liked to make guns at his home. That's really strange for Japanese, but okay, the crazy people all over the place. People making guns. Now he said the reason he killed him wasn't for any political reason, according to him. It was because,、uh, yeah, the,、uh, he belonged to a religion, what we call the Moonies, the 
was started in South Korea. And this yeah. guy, the assassin, hated this religion because his mother had been a member and they had exploited her economically. So he just wanted to kill people in the Moonies. My first question would be, well, sir, if you want to kill people belonging to this religion, why not go into one of their meeting places, you know, their religious services, you can kill a whole lot and really easily when they're walking out. Why do you pick an ex-prime minister of Japan that's going to have a really strong security detail? Uh, and you see what I mean? If, yeah, yeah, if his sure. beef was against the religion, he hadn't killed anybody before this, right? And he decides to start with this top. high-level <laughs> politician at, at the top that just happens to be coming to a place where he happened to live. And But then again, okay, I saw uh, different videos. They don't have much video footage out there. But first the press was saying, especially in the West, he was shot twice. Once in the heart, once in the neck. Yeah. But then I saw a video, and it was obvious the first shot didn't even hit him. He ducks down. He's given a speech to the guy shot from behind. He ducks down and looks around. There's no blood, nothing. It was the second shot. But then when the video is cut off before you see the second shot being fired, then you see him lying on the ground with blood on his shirt. Yeah. Well, let me say, supposedly he was shot in the neck. Okay, first of all, the, the story that he was shot twice isn't true. But then my wife said, no, that came out. It was it was once in the neck. Now, often when you're shot in the neck, you have a fountain of blood shooting out. I didn't see anything look like that. I saw some blood on the shirt. Yeah, that but, sounds suspicious. But a main question here is, okay, he had a security detail. I don't know how many guys in total. It seems to me... Now, I know that Japan's not a violent country. Not at all. Like, America's like a thousand times more violent than Japan. And people who come here to live say, oh, isn't Japan great? There's no violence. Instead, they should be saying, what the hell is the matter with our country? Why isn't every place like Japan in this sense? You see what yeah. I mean? That's why yeah. every country should be in that sense. You don't have wanton violence. And I don't just mean shootings. Because uh, in America, if you go to the places where you have the highest percentage of gun owners, they're like the small towns in Wyoming. And the crime rate is extremely low. <laughs> we won't get into gun control today and all the nonsensical things said against yeah. guns. But here in Japan, people are generally just not violent. Okay, so the security detail wouldn't be maybe as much on the alert. But if you work on a security detail, if you're a professional, you have to be alert. And it seems to me, if your politician there standing on a soapbox, it wasn't it was a platform, it wasn't too high. And this man is walking up from behind him carrying a box it seems to me yeah. that of the different people, even like six of them there, at least one would say, hey, who is that guy? Uh, let's keep him distant. Let's get between him and the politician. And then when yeah. he raises that box, you maybe even see, hey, there are two barrels there. It seems to me they would at that point have already shot him multiple times. Yeah. Uh, okay, they did tackle on him. He tried to run away, and then they were very good at tackling him. Somebody explained it. Well, in Japan, some of the political assassinations in the past were with samurai sword. So these agents are more trained to protect against attacks by samurai sword. And I say, come on now. That's true that there were some assassinations with samurai sword because you have these old-style Budo fanatics. Oh, we're going to do it the traditional way, chop them in half with a samurai sword. Okay. But yeah. these days, are we to believe that secret service agents aren't trained <laughs> and highly trained for cases of gun attacks? Are we supposed to believe that in 2022? I don't believe that. Yeah. So why is it that we have this massive failure on the part of the, the well, Japanese equivalent of secret service, and not to mention the police in that place, that nobody notices, oh, some guy's walking up behind him. I, I mean, he didn't shoot from a very short distance. 
that's another question. I don't know how many meters away it was, but yeah. well, somebody's walking up behind him and he's carrying a box and nobody does yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, what are we to believe here exactly? It sounds very much like an, an, yet another false flag to me. I mean, we had a, a similar attack here in the subway about a month or so ago. And again, when you they said, oh, look, all these people were shot. And then when you look at the video, it's patently obvious that no such thing occurred. But the question we would have to ask, though, is is why? Why? I mean, you, you I think you suggested that perhaps it's his way of getting out of circulation. You know? Well, I'm, uh, this is now this is only speculation. Before I was course, pointing out course. certain pieces of evidence and combining yeah. them. And just yeah. so that people know how I think here, and this is a very valid way of thinking, if there's one thing that seems kind of strange, just one thing, for example, oh, they changed more or less the last minute, they changed, going, okay, that's unfortunate. Say, well, okay. That the guy just happened to live there. That's another. But let's take these two things. Let's say the probability they're going to change the venue is one in five, and the probability the guy's going to live in that city. Well, that's really not one in five. Let's give it a one in fifty, and that's generous. You have one in five times one in fifty. Now it's one in two hundred and fifty, right? Yeah. Then, for example, lack of Secret Service protection and uh, you don't see blood really spurting out and this and this. When you add those multiplying in that way, this I didn't haven't done it yet, but this could be like a, a one in 10,000 probability that is the way they're telling us. That's the way yeah. I always think about these things. And it serves yeah. me very, very well. I give examples how I've applied that. The Kennedy assassination, no doubt a conspiracy that is more than one person. Really, it's 99.9999% certain. It's really that certain for those who who can think clearly and mathematically in that sense. You don't believe in the magic bullet? <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe in that. But you don't even have to go there. It's really very simple. Very simple. I won't. I'll demonstrate that in another MP3. It's, it's really very. So you don't have to add that many factors, and it's plain that it was something more than that. Uh, yeah, but there's still yeah. people who just want to believe the official narrative. In this case, there's not nearly as much evidence as in the Kennedy case. But yeah. you figure, okay, here's a person, a friend of Trump, supposedly, maybe a friend of the alliance. How many reasons do you think of why he might want to disappear? I can think of a whole bunch of them. It yeah. could be as simple as he knew the deep state was after him because of things he knows, things he represented before. And maybe they've been after him before and we don't know about it. So I thought, well, he has to disappear. So what better way than to fake his death? Yeah. That, that would explain all these funny, funny things. Uh, it could also be that uh, – what else? Maybe he's going to come back. Maybe he just wanted to be away for a while. I would be very surprised if he actually came back. I mean, the guy could actually be dead. I'm not saying he's not dead. <laughs> Maybe he really did die. Maybe the official now is it. But I'm just saying there are enough strange things to think, well, maybe it's just a case of extreme bad luck, like a one in 10,000 case of bad luck. But especially in this day and age, when we have so many other false flags. And yes, I will include, well, the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012, I've read about that. Oh my God, was that a false flag? And this Ovalde shooting, all oh, the signs point to as well. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. And what the listeners should never forget, we've been for years now, but especially the last two years, in a phase of warfare, not only propaganda warfare, but psychological warfare. Look that up, read about it. In psychological warfare, both sides 
let's let me put it very simply, lie to the maximum, and they lie as cleverly as possible. So the average person has no idea they're lying. You have geniuses planning the lies in a psycholo psychological war. You had it in World War II and World War I and every war you have it anyway. But now if you imagine the sophistication of psychological warfare in World War II that was really pretty sophisticated, now multiply that by at least 100, and that's what we're seeing today. And there's no doubt about this. I mean, this is 99.9. .9. I never say 100%, but I'll say 99. Point, I don't know how many nines. Uh, this is psychological warfare. And so the actions they do are very, very clever. But if you learn to look at all the evidence and put pieces together, you can get clues. Hmm, maybe it's not as certain. Maybe that really didn't happen like that. Maybe it's not the. Maybe we're not really going to all die of starvation. For example, right. the connected exactly. to the famine thing. Maybe this Absolutely. is just part of the psychological warfare, uh, because that I'm pretty sure really is. Not that there won't be famine any place. I don't mean that. Not that there won't no, be no. even a, a nuclear explosion at some place or another. Yeah, no, there's already empty grocery shelves in a lot of places in Canada. Yeah, of course. In UK, uh, here in the States as well. I mean, well, that's you know. scarcity, but it's not famine. No. no. Uh, for me, that would be like, oh, my God, I can't buy my tasty cakes or I can't buy meat because it's so expensive. But, well, OK, I'll, I'll buy this instead. I would imagine. I don't know. I'm not there now, but yeah. imagine no, it's I mean, not in the case where you go in the store. Oh, my God, there's nothing here that I could survive on. Have you seen a store like that? I haven't. Uh, yeah. Well, like in the very beginning, you know, the toilet paper disappeared from the shelves. You know, <laughs> it, um, maybe, you know, you know, I have a theory here. This is a, uh, this is a really weird conspiracy theory. I like to play okay. with weird ones, not based on evidence or anything. Just, you know what my suspicion is? That yeah. most of humanity likes to eat toilet paper. So whenever, <laughs> so what, so what, I didn't know that, did you? But here in Japan, when the big earthquake happened, the first thing that was sold out was toilet paper. In other words, if there's going to be scarcity, my God, we have the toilet paper, we're going to starve. Because theoretically, if you think about mankind for thousands of years, guess what? There was no toilet paper. People might, exactly I don't know, right. but they took a leaf or a piece of papyrus or depending on the, or a whatever, stick. a stick. Of, yeah, right. <laughs> but for some reason, people immediately buy out all the toilet paper when there's a disaster and hoard it. And so it can't be because they think that cleaning their private parts is more important than survival. They can't, they can't be that stupid, right? So it must be that you can actually eat toilet paper and survive on it. Is that a logical conclusion based on the behavior of the masses? Yeah, well, I've I've often thought if they could just give us that capacity to digest cellulose, you know, there'd be a lot less, you know. Yeah, maybe we have it already and we haven't maybe, noticed. Maybe maybe, maybe we do. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, for lunch today, I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna eat any toilet paper. I'm not. But it must be that because why else would they all buy toilet paper? Now, okay, I will confess, uh, maybe on my wife's insistence, but not just that. She said, "Be sure to buy extra toilet paper," <laughs> so we have enough stored away. But I also have food stored away because I think, well. I can live without toilet paper, but I can't live without food and sure you can. water. I mean, you got, you're in Japan. You guys have those amazing Toyo toilets washed with the wash. Oh, you know, the, we could almost. The built-in bidets. You we'll know? talk about it now, a little humorous <laughs> note, because it's not worth a whole episode, but I could almost give a whole episode on that. Would you believe, a little humorous note, one time I had an acting job. It was out in the boondock someplace, a really yeah. little train station. But it was, you know, the bathroom was modern. So I go to the bathroom, right? Then afterwards, I'm thinking, okay, uh, flush the toilet. I'm, I look to my left in, in, in the panel next to the toilet, and I see like all the other like 20 buttons. And none of them are in English at all. And none were obviously, wait, okay, now and, – and the toilet didn't have – some of them have these buttons, all these strange – like it looks like Star Trek and like Captain Kirk's 
you know, command panel next to him, all these buttons, and then buttons on the wall to the left as well. And I'm thinking, what button should I push here? Because there's no lever, nothing at all in the toilet. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, gee, I have to flush this. Okay, what, what button should I push here? And I see one big red button. It must be this. I push it. Fine. Then I'm finished everything. But the but the toilet didn't flush. I had to you know, push a button next to it. And that was the one that flushed it. But then I hear yeah. these frantic knocks on the door. I think, but God, somebody really has to go. Oh, you pushed the emergency button. There are, two agent, <laughs> there are only two people who had worked in that train station. The guys that sell you the tickets said, is everything okay? Well, in Japanese, is everything okay? I said, yeah, fine. Why? <laughs> yeah, I push. I, there's an emergency button if you have a heart attack in the bathroom. And that's the one I pushed, the big red button. <laughs> And, and then funny. one of them said, oh, yeah, with foreigners, that happens all the time. And I felt like saying, why don't you put a button in like a, a sign in English, toilet flush or some kind of, you know, yeah, but yeah. no, just put a Japanese kanji or something like how is people are supposed to know if they don't read Japanese. Yeah. So that's a Japanese well, toilet there. And I don't tr- uh, the other buttons. I don't trust. I know they send up, you know, like uh, fountains of water to. Clean oh, yeah. You have a built in bidet. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. yeah so, but all these. I don't. They're I so don't civilized. They're to push the buttons there. I just want to ah. know how to flush the damn thing. And <laughs> and why the Japanese are. so Well, that explains why they buy up all the toilet paper. I mean, they must have some kind of a fetish for cleanliness that goes beyond anything reasonable in any other place in the universe. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but uh, well, I mean, sometimes uh, I look a... at this toilet. I think if there's a disaster here, there must be some button that would activate the wings and it flies away and, and leads me to safety. Because all yeah. those buttons can have to do simply with bodily hygiene. You know, it's like what is this anyway? Oh, there's various but... various facets there. But there's a there's a funny corollary to that in that not only was it the fact that there was a shortage of toilet paper, but apparently there was also a shortage of laxatives. So you think about that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the collision of those two things. (laughs) Well, that's such a disgusting subject, but but really, uh, I mean, really, just talk about, you know, bathroom humor. (laughs) Now we've descended into the (laughs) into the dregs, into the sewers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean. These are these are fundamental a- aspects of human existence. You think back to like something more enough. serious, the famine. So, so the toilet yeah. paper hasn't been sold out in the stores near you, right? Yeah, no, no, not since the very beginning. No. Okay. Have you have you uh, stocked up on toilet paper just in case? Nah. <laughs> okay. You're yeah. You're the real pioneer no, I mean, spirit here. Well, I mean, you know, there are other means whereby one can clean one's fundament without. You know, contributing. Well, yeah, to exactly. I mean, it's not I like. Mean, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you I would know. think buying a sturdy hunting knife would be more important. I don't have one yet. You know, because yeah. you might have to break something open, op- whether it's opening something, maybe even kill somebody that attacks you to steal the last food you have. You never know, right? It seems yeah. like that'd be more important than toilet paper, but people's imaginations, I guess, don't go that far. If there's a disaster, have a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, well, At least it is are made sign. of plastic. You could you grab onto it so you don't drown if there's a flood, right? If it's tsunami, but it's yeah. paper. It's I just don't get it. I, yeah. Well, it it is a sign of civilization. I mean, you know, the indoor plumbing and the appurtenances thereof. But but yeah. still, you know. Well, maybe if it could be used also for leaving signs. If you want to leave a trail, right? You just roll out the toilet. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go. be here yeah. hidden in the woods, but somebody has to know where we are. Okay, we're going to leave a a trail of toilet. We have to think of like. Seven uses for toilet paper besides the obvious. 
Okay. That would be a good subject too, wouldn't it? Just to, to justify this this wanton buying of toilet paper whenever disaster begins to knock at the door. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, hey, who knows? Maybe when the stock market crashes, you know, say when and not if, all the toilet paper companies will go out of business, and then we're boy, yeah, then things then, are really bad. Then people will be committing suicide for lack of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gee, well. Uh, you know, I think I needed that humorous excursion into the bathroom <laughs> just because of the seriousness of all these things we're talking about. When we talk about oh, yeah. the poor horses, the apocalypse, and the well, the Georgia Guidestones—that was a positive thing. The Abe oh, thing, I don't. With 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 Prime Minister Abe, I I don't know. I I, I my feeling is there's a thirty percent chance it was faked. The, ex- I, the I agree. Assassination. I, I wouldn't I say agree. 50% yet. I, I wait for more evidence comes in or whatever. Uh, he's probably dead at, in actuality. But uh, this is not just uh, – there are signs that it could be something else. I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, there's certainly um, – uh, what's the word I would use? Fingerprints of conspiracy involved in, <laughs> in, in that his detail didn't detect this guy. I mean that just doesn't make Yeah, there's a lot of sense. things that just don't jive. There are a lot of things that just don't fit together. So I'll give it – oh, you give – I give a 30% chance that he might still be alive and it was faked. What is your yeah. intuition? Yeah, I'd go with 30%. Yeah, okay. So we're probably wrong, but nonetheless. Yeah. The Dutch farmers, uh, that was an interesting segment there. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's a major populist revolt. That's a bit, and I say it's sort of like Canada phase two, you know, I mean only – even more effective, I think. Um, and of course, yeah. you've actually had Dutch police actually shooting at the farmers, which didn't happen in Canada. So, I mean, you know, they are. That's really... going to go over well, won't it? Oh, that's going to go really well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not only, you know, the people to the right, the political spectrum, going to hate that, but imagine the left. Remember communism? It was all. It was. Uh, it was always the state of the factory worker and the farmer, right? I think a lot of leftists aren't going to like that either, right? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it was Marxists, also... would, Marxists would definitely have a problem with that. I yeah. Think. In reality, it was it was this, this communist states were states of of the communist elite intellectuals that want to impose their rules on everybody. But officially, it was the states of you know the the worker, factory yeah. worker, and the farmer, right? That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, now, okay, fi- to sum up here or to to predict, what does your crystal ball tell you? What's going to be the next most likely, the next big thing happening? I know oh, it's difficult. Gosh. Well, I don't know. You know, the, the the fake alien invasion, you know, is always possible, I suppose. Uh, no, it's fine. But I don't suspect that's going to be the next thing. You don't think it's the next one? Okay. Uh, well, let's see. We've had fuel shortages. We're now, now we, we have housing shortages. We now have, uh, you know, uh, Food shortages, threatened food shortages. Yeah, uh, we've we've had mockery suddenly descend upon the the uh, the outward uh, right. Yeah, narrative. Um, hmm, I'm not sure. I'm sure I know. What do you think? Uh, if we talk about really big scale events, yeah, I don't know. Uh, economic collapse. Yeah, before that's the definitely... big positive changes come, it's going to be something really seeming to be a threateningly total economic collapse. Yeah. That will come before. Well, Whether that's the next big thing, I don't know. Of course, well, I can't. Well, supposedly here, Biden has just signed some executive order that is, is uh, to eliminate fiat currency. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that, that means they're going to try to install a central bank digitalized currency. Well, at that point, they can say you have three months to hand in all your paper and, and coin money 
Right. Oh, that's going to go over really well, isn't it? Well, I doubt it. But you yeah, know, you just, <laughs> I meant you that know, sarcastically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just don't really know. Uh, people say, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, we always have to look back to China because, you know, they're, they're leading the world in all this stuff. And I mean, there have there was there was a, a, a certain amount of um, what's the word I would use pushback for want of a better term at a at a bank in was it in Shanghai? Can't remember, but you know they they were having a run on that bank and people oh, yes, basically yes. broke broke in to get their money. So you know, yeah. Um, so they may not be as successful with. But that. how did they get it once you break in? Because the money isn't even there. Well, I don't know. That's the that's the other thing. Of course, is is that that type of thinking is so almost early 20th century, the idea that the, there's actually money in the vault. Yeah, it's not there anyway. I mean, yeah. we know that fractional banking system and all of that. It's, it's on paper. But again, but you know, not, maybe uh, if they lynch a few bankers, you know. Oh, uh, well, then the money might crop up. Okay, yeah, uh, look, uh, my wallet, I have 10,000 in my wallet here. Here, take it. Yeah, <laughs> Let me yeah you know, maybe, <laughs> right, that's, maybe yeah. that's what it would take. And they yeah. say, oh, gee. Steal well, their computers, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. Or, or <laughs> I just... But yeah, I guess that question wasn't fair. What's going to happen next? I have no idea. Neither you. We can't. But I would make a more general prediction. We're going to see things worse and worse and worse happening. It's a gradual crescendo, but really not so gradual anymore. More and more things, seemingly big things. Maybe it will be punctuated by something really big, maybe some 9-11 sort of event cropping yeah. up in some place in the world. So people really go, oh, wow, because that's what it yeah. takes, apparently. People say, oh, wow, well, no, now it's really upon us because – from the way I see it, I mean, judging, say, from what people put in Facebook, I don't see everybody in panic. No, no, <laughs> I, I remember, don't. I remember um, the the weekend that they announced, you and you and I talked about this, that that ten food processing plants had had gone up in flames, and yeah. I thought we went to Trader Joe's, which of course many people will know is a, a a fairly popular supermarket chain here in the U.S. And there were a lot of people in there on Sunday, and I thought, oh, is this panic buying? You know, are they already, you know, uh, uh, yeah. worried about food food shortages? But that yeah. definitely wasn't the case. That's probably about six to eight months ago. So no, we don't yeah. we don't see it. we don't see it yet. It's as if we're being bombarded. Well, not in the mainstream media because they don't say a lot of things, but even they are saying enough things for people to really get worried and totally panicky. But it seems to me, I kind of would explain that by saying people's minds have been hijacked by social media and such things, and they're just not really thinking too deeply about things in general. Because I think that, well, you remember, well in the 60s, people were constantly talking about you know possible nuclear war with Russia and, and all those, and we were afraid, and now the things are much worse than they were then, in a sense, oh, and yeah, yet people I, I, just don't seem, seem kind of oblivious. Like, well, well. Yeah. Yeah, I long for the the old days of kindergarten where I just had to hide under my desk for a while to, to stay afraid, you know, from an atomic bomb. Yeah, right. Uh, they, they apparently did just issue a warning here in, in New York about yeah. uh, nuclear war. Oh, yes. I don't know if you saw I'm that. But, yeah. about that. Yeah. So they're yeah, starting so. to say, well, there could be nuclear war here, but uh, don't have to worry yet. But, I mean, it seems like people would be – no, no, there's something else behind all this. No, no sense even talking about it more. It's It's – <laughs> I won't get into that yet. That will be another, another conversation. Yeah. But things are so, so weird that one must suspect. Oh yeah, and they're the, beating, a, you know, beating a new variant drum here. Oh yes, the BA. point five variant. That's even more contagious than the, you know, whatever. Isn't it oh. obvious by now 
Yeah. Well, see, that's why it's happening to make it obvious to people what's been happening all along. I mean, that's what it is. Let's put it plainly here. Uh, Otherwise, it makes no sense they would do such things. It yeah. would make no sense whatsoever. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that at a later date, maybe that maybe next week, as a matter of fact. Sure. Because yeah. you see, my way of thinking is, is so many people are like hamsters on wheels, and they're just looking at either mainstream narratives or alternative narratives. And depending on which hamster on which of the two wheels you are, that's yeah. you believe one thing or the other. But I'm seeing it yeah. somehow from above, and I'm seeing both of those narratives are so flawed in so many ways that they really can't be true. Yeah. So maybe next week we can talk about what's almost, I would say at this point, almost certainly true and what the consequences, significances, and repercussions of that could possibly be then moving on. In other words, instead of saying the hamster in the wheel, let's get off the wheel and say, okay, it's pretty plain up to a certain point what's really going on. So now let's use that as a fundament to continue the conversation. Does that make sense the way I just put yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, so we yeah. can progress from all of this and just, you know, speak plainly and uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun ride in any case. Uh, fun is not the best word, of course. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yes, may you be may you live in interesting times, that old Chinese uh, curse. Yes. Curse. <laughs> yes. We're in yes. those times now, people. And thank you for listening. Michelangelo, thanks so much for this uh, conversation. You're welcome, my friend. Very lively as always. I think, you know, I mean, yes, and you know, even we, with we some bathroom just... humor that I normally avoid because it's not my thing, but we really got into it <laughs> today. Well, it was a, a good good advertising for, you know, making that visit to Japan. Because I'm going to, you know, to, well, next time I go to the store, I'm going to rem- remember to get some more toilet paper. The brand I always buy. What's its, its name? Sometimes these Japanese products have the seem cool. They have just one part of the text in English, and that's the name of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And what's the name of my favorite brand? Uh, Oh, that's right. Green Winds. I'm seriously. That's a popular brand of toilet paper in Japan, Green Winds. They need some some different advertising people at that company. Uh, Note to the Japanese advertisers, Green Winds is a name you shouldn't put on a big package of toilet paper it just you know <laughs> it just isn't but anyway yeah. it's cheap so i buy it right <laughs> uh, well there you go so we'll end with some bathroom humor as well thanks so much michelangelo thank you for listening you're uh, welcome thanks. my dear friend and, uh, and i will look forward to uh our next uh jaunt on the path of socrates as shall i <laughs> thank you so much and till next time everybody bye now yeah. ciao for now <laughs> <laughs>